It's time for building the game. Building the game. With Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday december 19th and you're listening to episode 551 as always i'm your host jason here today joined by the one the only nicole amato hey welcome 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 Welcome. it's good to have you here it's so good to be here so we were going to have try and have you on the PAX uh, episode, but you couldn't make it. So we're recording now, which is great because uh, I got two episodes out of that jazz. So <laughs> yeah. uh, then we get to have a one on one conversation. Uh, there were six of us on that episode, believe it or not, that oh. just published. Uh, yeah. But you know what? We were actually pretty. I was pretty impressed. Uh, the cats were mostly herded. So it was pretty good. Um <laughs> Cause I mean, myself included in that, like, cause I'm supposed to be the one hurting the cats and I'm like, I'm no shepherd, um, you know, or any sort of hurting person. I don't know. Is it a shepherd for cats? Like it's a shepherd for like, I guess it's a shepherd for sheep and goats. Maybe it's a cat herd. Uh, uh, a shepherd. A, a catherd. A catherd. That sounds too much like catheter. Um, I don't like it. A cat herder. <laughs> it's. Mm, mm. That sounds too much a like cat uh, hoarder. Yeah. What does a cat do if it can't go pee? It gets a cat herder. <laughs> Stop. I hate it. I hate it. That was gross. Yeah, that was gross. I don't, don't. Regretted as soon as I said it. Not going to edit it out. Um, but yeah, I was. Leave it I, in did, there. I did have regrets. So, uh, regrets. So, anyways, um, yeah, here we are. And um, so we're going to start off. Uh, we got a topic we're going to talk about, believe it or not. But, uh, before that, I realized when we were talking about um, PAX, one of the things we did not have representation for uh, was anybody who like actually worked a booth or did anything. Um, Jamie, uh, they uh, ran a uh, fight sequence uh, for uh, quite a bit uh, in a booth um, in the uh, hall, and they worked a bit at Resonim Games as well, uh, but we didn't really have like a real perspective of somebody who spent a lot of quality time in a booth, uh, like I know you did. Uh, Nicole so much quality time so um and I'm sorry I was gonna book a meeting with you and then I forgot and then it was gonna be it was too late and I was sad because I actually had things I would have talked to you about but uh that were actually like Kickstarter related you know um <laughs> not just like let's book time and hang out What's up? not just like I'm gonna book all of your calendly time yes. lol yes. one of my friends was like oh can I book a meeting and I was like sure here's my link and he was like gonna go ahead and book all your meetings and I was like okay I bet he did it though, did he? You have to show up, and he yeah, was right. like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, hmm, hmm. Feeling less good about that. Yeah. So Calendly uh, is very fun. I like it. I recommend it. Yeah, I use Calendly um, for uh, my coaching stuff. Like, I can I have these sessions people can book. So, if you ever want to talk to me for on Mondays, most Mondays, I have some sessions open where for like twenty minutes we just get together and we can just talk about whatever you want to talk about for like twenty minutes. That's rad. <laughs> it's just like it's it's micro coaching Mondays, I call it, which is a pretty clever micro name because it's got alliteration. Mondays. So M-C-M. but no. So um so what was it like uh in the what, what how was the uh Kickstarter booth at uh at the old PAX Unplugged? The, ye old PAX. So the Kickstarter booth was great. We sponsored PAX Rising. It was the first time that PAX Rising was at PAX Unplugged. 
Um, PAX Rising is a showcase of games, um, and we actually got to help curate them, which was also pretty rad. Um, we also um, teamed up with Forever Stoked Creative, and they made a game for us, and the game was called Blow My Mind, and it was a game of uh-huh. had 50 cards, and the cards had questions like, you know, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is professional wrestling a LARP? Um, you know, you know, you know, the real, the real, uh, head scratchers. And basically you would just play that game with other people. You would go back and forth and then whoever blew people's minds the most would get a point. Well, we had a five card starter pack in our booth and then at 45 other booths on the floor, we gave them, we gave them geese and we gave them each a card. And if you found the goose, you got a card and you got a stamp. Yeah, it was called the Wild Goose Chase, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you got 20 stamps on your card, so 20 cards, um, if you had like a little scavenger hunt card that had mm-hmm. like little like geese feet on it. And all the art was done by Marie Anger, who is incredible. If you don't know who she is, you should Google her. She's amazing. Um, yeah, so if you got um, 20 stamps, you got... Um, one of these custom dispel dies like d20s that we had made just for the show they were kickstarter green with packs unplugged purple like the numbers were packs unplugged purple we were giving mm-hmm. out i think like 30 of those a day they were gorgeous um yeah and i think i don't know if anybody ended up getting all of the cards for the entire game um <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun i um I sadly was not at the booth a lot of the time. I was doing a lot of meetings. Um, I was meeting with creators. I was going around at booths, just introducing myself to people and letting people know like that I was the new games outreach lead at Kickstarter, which, you know, it, it's still like a bunch of people are like, people work at Kickstarter? Wow, I've never talked to, I've, I've run 20 Kickstarters. I've never talked to a person at Kickstarter. And I'm like, thank you. Hello. Yes, that's me. Because um, you just tell them it's because I wasn't there yet. And then I just walk away. Um, but yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. Let's and, not uh, start now. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Bye. Um, no, but it was really fun. And then on Saturday night, I was on a panel, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a panel or was that when you played the game? That was when I played the game. It was. How, sol- tell us about that experience. Cause I, so I know you played poetry for Neanderthals uh, It ended up being with you, Eric Lang, Maggie Clayton, um, Maggie was the MC. Oh, Maggie was the MC. Okay. Yeah, it was Banana. Banana. How did I forget Banana was there? And Danny. Banana and Danny were on the team. Yes, yes. Um, And it was so much fun. Um, It was really hilarious. Um, Eric and I did really great. We ended up winning. And then um, it was so funny because anytime a team like scored, like hit a 10 point threshold, they would throw like tiny copies of exploding kittens out into the crowd. They were like, they were like so little, like little tiny, fully playable versions of exploding kittens. And they would just absolutely huck them into the crowd. And I was like, somebody's going to get really hurt. Can I throw one? Um, (laughs) And yeah, that was really fun. And then, so, so Eric and I won, we got little trophies. My lovely partner, David took a photo of us up on stage holding our trophies. And then they chose two random people from the audience to, to battle me and Eric. And then at that time, banana was like, Oh, can we hold your trophies? And then banana and Danny posted on social media that they won. They posted a bunch of pictures of them holding the trophies <laughs> to the day one. 
And then, oh my God. Sorry, that was my watch. My watch was like, what are you saying? Um, I miss that a lot. And then, uh, and then um, the two random people from the crowd ended up beating us. And so Maggie decided at the last second to give them the trophies. So we only had the trophies for like a fleeting second. And Luckily, David managed to take a single picture of us with the trophies because I was I like, did there see the picture. No yeah. yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, and then we had like a nice little Kickstarter party that night, and then um, Sunday morning, um, Everett, the CEO of Kickstarter, did a Q and A with Jonathan Ritter Roderick, who's the director of games. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday afternoon was like a blur. I had so many meetings Sunday afternoon. It was like once I had gone around and Johnny Apple seated my cart around, people were like. Can I meet with you in, immediately? And I was like, nice. "Oh, oh no, yes, you can. I, I, I would love to. Thank you." Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, it was really good. I was just like, I think it felt like the fastest a convention had ever gone by. And conventions have really flown. Like there are times when conventions have really flown by, and I think it's like, you know, the busier they are, the faster they go. And that one mm-hmm. definitely felt like it was like, like there are multiple times that I was like, "Oh my god, is it?" the end of the day oh my god is it the end of this event oh, like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was it was cool it was fun it was very busy um the the blow my mind game was great um i hope we do it again uh i i would love to think of some questions for that game um i wish i could think of more of them what would the, you said is a hot dog a sandwich what was the other one it's a hot dog a sandwich <laughs> my favorite one is is professional wrestling a LARP? Oh, yeah. So a hot dog is a taco and professional wrestling is absolutely a LARP. Um, slash soap opera. And then um, there was another one that was like, how does a goose wear pants? Um, oh, there was one that, uh, what happens to Kirby? If Kirby eats a corpse, what happens? Which was like, that's the darkest question. That's very dark. Yeah, that is very dark. We also went down a rabbit hole of, wait a minute, what are Kirby's pronouns for that one? Because I was like, I was like, wait, does Kirby, is Kirby they, them, or he, him? Uh, the internet is, there's a lot, if you Google that, there's a lot of. Um, hmm, yeah, I guess I never thought about Kirby's that. pronouns. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess I just figured kirby was non-binary the guy who does the pokemon rap has a great kirby video that is so funny it's about like kirby's origins and it is hysterical (laughs) and i highly recommend it good to know um i will say um unless you have follow-up questions about my experience at the kickstarter booth do it up i will say that on thursday of this past week i watched the video game awards Mm -hmm. with which um our friend in your discord server had been talking about Hades too. What's his name? Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan Chaffer. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I just watched the Hades two trailer and now I am unable to get anything done. I was like, yes, that was me last night. Um, We watched the video game awards, which I like to watch every year, even though sometimes they're kind of corny. And um, it was so funny because I kept predicting the premieres. I was like, Ooh, I wonder if this is from the guy who made Bioshock. I wonder if this is from Ken Levine. It was like from the creator of Bioshock. I was like, ah! and then it was like, they talked about like, oh, this Canadian developer, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I wonder if it's mm-hmm. the, 
team that made Celeste. And it was like from the studio that brought you Celeste. And I was like, how am I doing this? And David was like, I'm going to go buy you a scratch off. <laughs> and then I was like, huh, this game looks a lot like Remnant. And it was like Remnant 2. And I was like, oh, I have to leave. Now I'm just freaking myself out. <laughs> so Hades, Hades is a good game. Is that what is it like a dungeon crawl? It looks like Hades is a roguelike. So it's a game where you just, you know, you get as far as you can and then you die and then you start over. And, and the more you play it, the more stuff you unlock. So you unlock like really cool weapons and like mm. little items that you can and like use as power ups. And it's so good. It's so good. I've never beaten it. Um, I actually used to, I used to play it in bed on my switch and I would be like, it would be like 11, 30 night, 12 o'clock. And I would be playing it in bed and my Fitbit would be like, mm, great workout. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> so I had to stop playing it in bed. Cause I was like, this is clearly not a good before bed game. So yeah. I'll have to check it out. It's on sale for $12 and 49 cents um, um, right now for digital download. Yes. Uh, it's 50% off. Um, Another game on there I would recommend, uh, most gamers have played this already, but if you haven't, the Portal Companion Collection uh, is amazing because it's Portal and Portal 2 uh, and then oh, some other stuff. Uh, and it's completely worth getting. Also, the game Dicey Dungeons is awful. Is awful. Sorry. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Dicey Dungeons is really fun. Um, it is uh, like a uh, card battler game. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, with a uh, dice, uh, like a dice card battler. It's really good. Uh, if you like that at all, it's super silly. It's literally on sale for a dollar 99 right now. No, if it. you buy this, Nicole, and you don't like it, I will give you a dollar 99. I I'll already give you $2 bought it. Even. Oh, did I you? Bought, well, because I was talking about, um, Slay the Spire with somebody and they were like, Oh my god, my partner loves Slay the Spire and is obsessed with Dicey Dungeons. And I was like, I think I got it when it was like seven dollars, which yeah, is fine. That's, totally that's probably fine. when I got it too. And yeah. it, it's, I don't, I, I gave up after a while, but like I've beat a lot of it, and it was really, really fun. Super recommend. Super fun. I went on. Um, uh, it's not. Hard. I don't think it's as good as Slay the Spire, but it's different. I mean, sure. Like, I mean, what is? Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Honestly, the only thing I don't like about Slay the Spire is that it takes a long time to play Slay the Spire. Like, no. I, no, it doesn't. Am I wrong? Yeah, time flies by, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, time flies, but it is still happening in the world, time Nicole. Time flies and we're having fun. So, it's a like, nice time it, travel. <laughs> it does fly, but then what happens is I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm tired, and I'm, you know, like, that's No, you're right. Good. It does take a while. It does take a while. It does take a while. It's, for me, it, it usually takes me about an hour a run, and maybe that is more than it should take me, but that's how long it takes me. So, um... Yeah, so I uh my friends and um, I play Across the Obelisk, which is a four player um deck builder. A one to four player cooperative deck builder. And also I played Inscription, which if you haven't played that one, did we talk about that one already? Yes, I think you've mentioned that one before. It's so good. It's so weird. I love weird stuff. Weird stuff is good stuff, you know. But the video game awards were so good that like I like played, I played nonstop video games for like four days after that. Cause I was so, I was just right in the high. I was so hyped. Yes, good stuff. And um, I've also been playing a ludicrous amount of Pokemon. Uh, Are we friends on switch? We should be friends on switch. We're, we're friends on switch. So then you see how much I'm playing Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, I don't play on the switch as much. My kids mostly play on switch okay. now. 
um, just because I, I just haven't had time of late. Your kids uh, are that's going to change right now because I'm as literally as we're recording, I am buying um, with my gold coins. It's only going to cost yeah. me like two dollars and fifty nine cents. Hades, Hades, Hades. So yeah, so, yeah, so um, I'm going to buy that and see what that's like. Um, cause I do I just, like a good roguelike. I mean, I don't actually understand what a roguelike is. I've made this joke before. I do understand what it is, but like so many games are like, Oh, roguelike game that I was like, are you like, just saying that word no, no, no. with everything? Because like, no, no, the best um, is when it's like, this is a roguelike. And then other ones are like, this is a rogue light. And the yeah. other ones are like, this is a rogue light light, or this is a rogue like, like, or this and is a I rogue just, like light. And I'm like, I just want to set things on fire because I'm like, y'all like, you uh, just need to calm down because I don't. I don't know what it is, and uh, I'm I'm just I'm confused. I'm Someone's confused. gonna tell us what it is I'm on Twitter. Scared. Someone's gonna tell us what it is on Twitter. No, I hate I've it actually already. talked about this before, and somebody always explained it to me, and then I always keep asking what it I is. Hate it. <laughs> I play so many. I play so many. I play Risk of Rain two. I play. Um... See, I can't think of any when I say it. I'm like, I play so many. And then I'm like, here's like one. Me. I'm like, I love so many roll and write games. And they're like, name five. And I'm like, nope. Nope. I'm like, I, I probably love played movies. five in the last month. I couldn't name them. Yeah. I like so. whenever somebody's like, what's your favorite movie? I'm like, I've never, I can't think of a single movie name ever. Um, oh, and also in addition, um, you know, my partner is not well versed in board games. So we've been playing lots of good ones. Um, we've gone through almost all of the Azul's. We haven't played the latest Azul or Azul Chocolatier edition, which yes, I did buy because I'm stupid. Um, and I also taught him Splendor and then we played Splendor Duel, which I had never played before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've played it, but it's I haven't. fun. I, I'm a little nervous too, because we, we love Splendor. We love Marvel Splendor. Uh, and we think that they're so perfectly suited for two players that I'm a little nervous about playing Splendor Duel, but it's different, right? It's like a, it's a roller oh. right? Or it's, like a dice game or something? It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, what is it called when you pull things out of a, it's a bag builder. Oh, like a good bag. No, it's not a bag builder. It's not like quacks. There is a bag and you fill a board with the stuff in the bag and then you can choose later to like refill the board. Also, Just, do you hear all these sirens outside of my I home? I do. And I heard them when I stayed in Philly. It was constant. This has been going constant. on all day. This has been going yeah. on all day. I don't know what's going on. It's like the end of the world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This has been going on all day. Builders, and I'm afraid to Google it. Check out Nicole. Um, Can so, someone all right. So anyways, uh, let's talk about our topic here. Because uh, you and I yeah. are so bad yeah, about no, meandering. No Oh, if anybody wants to know, by the way, what games were in PAX Rising, the PAX Rising Showcase, it was Naked Court, Turf War, Life of a Chameleon, Tether, Shapely, and The Great Rat Wars. And if you Google PAX Rising Rising Showcase at Unplugged, you'll be able to see all of them and and check out their websites. Um, Naked Court, we bought a copy of, and it's just a game about, you know, where your court you're trying to um make the other person's nobles all naked so it's you know uh seems admirable what's the thing called the emperor has no clothes it's the emperor has no clothes but it's a little board game okay interesting 
And now I'm done. And now let's talk about the thing that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I was thinking about like, whenever I'm going to record with somebody, I try to, I mean, Julio, you're going to say, no, you don't Jason, but that's because I know Julio will come up with a banging topic every time. So um, it's very rare that I even try. Uh, But when I do think about recording with any of the other co-hosts or or really anyone, I, I like to think about like, what, what's something that we could talk about with them, you know, that is really interesting. And, um, I was thinking about you and I was thinking about how you have backed. How many games have you backed on Kickstarter? Oh, how many games? No, sorry. Sorry. Projects. Projects. Are you willing to say that number out loud? Projects. Can I, can I, can I guess? Can I guess? You may guess. Mm, 979. Oh my God. Um, No, uh, 387. I honestly thought it was going to be over a thousand. That was, I was going for the, uh, wait, you've backed. How do you tell how many you've backed? So if you go to the app and you look at your profile, it tells you right there. Uh, Doing it on the website is like a little trickier because it breaks it down by um, projects that have failed and have not failed. So So we're on the app app under profile. Is it on my profile? If you just click on profile on the app. Yeah. Okay. I've backed 123. I actually would have thought my number was higher. So I'm just inflating everyone's numbers here. So <laughs> it's all good. I backed 387, but I have 2,493 saved. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's a lot. <clears throat> all right. So here's what we're going to talk about though. I was thinking about you and how you've backed a bajillion games, give or take, um, you know, one bajillion. Uh, and, and what I was thinking about was, um, like, what is it? Because I, I I think there are some things for me that make me back a Kickstarter, but I don't know if I've ever really tried to quantify those in like a real meaningful oh, way. I lied, and, Jason. I lied. I lied. If you go to your profile page on the web, it's got the little wheel. It's got the little pie chart. I've backed 309 games projects. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm so sorry I interrupted it's all right. you. It's all right. No, that makes more sense. Uh, so, but what I was saying was, uh, before I was rudely interrupted, um, (laughs) was, um, I am curious, like, you know, what is it? Because I think when you're thinking about how you're going to, if you're going to put a game on Kickstarter, right. You know, there's marketing to a company when you're trying to sell, publish your game to a company, you know, sell your game for a company to publish, but that's their problem. But I was, I was thinking about like, what is it that draws us to certain Kickstarter projects across the board, Right. Because I think there there are probably some very specific things that draw us and that draw people in general um, and that also push some people away, right? Oh, for um, sure. And so I just thought because you and I are Kickstarter geniuses uh, <laughs> that we could uh, we could chat a little bit about that and, you know, how, what what kind of draws us to it and then maybe more broad, like we can try and apply that to uh, do, what draws people to that, right? Does that, does that make sense? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So, um, so I mean, do you think like, like when you think about like Kickstarter and you think I'm looking at a project, like, is there something that immediately you're like, this is what makes me want to back this project or no? Um, for me, it's difficult because uh, you and I both know so many people who make games and who are running Kickstarters. So mm-hmm. it becomes it becomes difficult because you've got eyes on so many Kickstarters already. And like, 
I maybe two years ago had to just stop backing every Kickstarter of every person I knew because I was yeah. like, I can't own this many games. It's just mm-hmm. not feasible. So what I end up backing is, um, you know, a lot of the times it's games by people that I already no make great games like Dr. Finn. I pretty much back every Dr. Finn campaign that pops up. Um, mm-hmm. It's, um, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, it's, it's hard to say because I equally back uh, games of people I don't know. And if the game, like, I don't watch, this is a horrible, 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 dirty secret that I'm going to tell you. Um, I don't watch Kickstarter videos. I, I have watched maybe five Kickstarter videos ever. I just don't watch them. I just don't watch them. I just don't watch them. Um, so for me, a lot of the time it's, um, if a Kickstarter page has good, if the game looks good, if the mm-hmm. pieces look good, if the game looks fun, and then you've got a bunch of gifts that show me how to play the game. Like I'm straight up going to die. Like, Right. Did right. you see Snakes of Wrath? I did not. I don't, I mean, I don't know if this game is good. Um, but if you look up Snakes of Wrath, it's Snakes of Wrath, a tiling strategy game. Like, if you look at some of these gifts that they have on this page and the images they have on this page, I was like, I can't hit the back button fast enough. Like this looks incredible oh those tiles are nice look at those tiles i just want to i cannot wait to have them in my hand like they look so hefty it's like it looks to me like dominoes meets suro yes (laughs) that's kind of what it reminds me of yes oh wow this is but then they're flipping them do you see that we could get for they're flipping them it's like oh it looks so good um so Um, games like that it's like i look at this page and i'm like i literally am like oh no yeah like I, I, this is a bad this is a bad scene. I won't get out of this alive. When when Rob Couch's game um, Saloon Tycoon came out, uh, and I don't know if like I know old Kickstarter pages are usually still out there, but like it was Saloon one of the first Tycoon. games I ever saw. Um, Saloon Tycoon. Please forgive me, listeners, for my typing. <laughs> I'm um, trying to type as lightly as possible. It is the one that was not canceled because they launched it and they were like, oh, crap, they meant to launch it with something else. And so they canceled it. But like if you look at just the page, like, you know, you can still click on the campaign and look. They were one of the first companies that I ever saw did. Where are they? Uh, Midway down the page, I believe there are. I thought they were at the top, but now I'm not seeing them. Um, Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's it's right under the hey, y'all. Welcome to the old west. They actually have animated GIFs that show the the thing building up so you can understand the verticality of the game. And like Rob and I and AJ, we were all like, this this game is so successful. It's a good game. But what made this game so successful on Kickstarter is hands down 100% that GIF right there. Like, well, you saw you also saw um, Resistor, the Resistor Kickstarter, right? Anthony made um, Anthony made a bunch of GIFs that were like. I, I'm not going to lie. So many people were like, please, can I hire you to make gifts for my I Kickstarter? Bet, yeah. No, but that um, first gift, that reminds me of, um, uh, oh my God, it was called Rampage. And then they had to change the name to, it's where you have to like build the buildings and then you drop your big meeples on the board. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what that reminds me of. It's so yep. beautiful. Yeah, and so I just think that when you do things like that, they really draw your eye to it, right? Like, because 
you know, you said, oh, sorry, I don't watch Kickstarter videos. But I mean, statistically speaking, I've seen the numbers on it. And obviously you have access to the numbers as well. Like, obviously more than the rest of us do. But like the statistics on people watching an entire Kickstarter video are incredibly low, like really bad from from at least from what I remember back when we were talking to people uh, quite a while ago. Like they were just people just don't care. Right. Like you start watching the video. But like what gets you is the is the stuff that's already on the page, right? So like if I can see an animated GIF and immediately know how to play the game, that is a thousand times more valuable to me than having to watch a video. Right, like, do, right, do you, right. you agree? Yeah, for sure. I do, yeah. I do. I, I mean, and, but I, that said, I do feel like some of these new videos, like like you got some like really good people making videos now. Um, You know what, you know, like I see like normal game companies, I say like not huge ones, making these kick butt videos you're just like what is happening this looks so good and i know that there are some people that have started to specialize um in that um yeah yeah so um there's one video okay i lied i do watch some videos and uh i i will find it it's so funny um i'm gonna try not to type loud um but so I, I think though, like like you're saying though, yes, one thing that immediately draws my eye to a game is like, what is the visual presentation of that? And right. how much of the game can I understand just by glancing at it? Like if I can scroll through and be like, I get the core idea of how to play this game, um, that's a huge selling point for me. For sure. Um I think the opposite for me is if I see like like have you ever seen like I'm sure you have on like it'll be like a Euro or something on Kickstarter. And like, they show you the big Epic picture of like all of the stuff laid out, like as the board, like as you're going to play it. And I'm just like overwhelmed. Close tab. Out, like (laughs) close tab. Like I'm not even interested in that. Um, Um, And I know for some people they're like, whoa. Now when I'm, when I see all the bits and stuff laid out, like when they do that, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. Especially if they're wooden bits. Okay. Two things, two things, two things. I found it. It's called the time scouts handbook. Um, and you're going to go to the page and you're going to lose your mind as soon as you see that very top image. Um, but, uh, so listeners, we do expect that you'll be going along with this, uh, <laughs> as we do this, because otherwise this is bad. The Time Scouts handbook. So. It's created by 826 LA and the image at the top underneath of it, it says a handbook for time travelers. And yes, that's who you think it is in the image. And yes, the video with him is glorious. It is one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. He is one of the funniest people ever. He's uh, hilarious. Yeah. His name is Mark something, right? I think so. He was yeah. in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's Kevin yeah. in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Kevin Cosner. And then he was also uh, a demon in. Yes. Uh, Your favorite. Place. Yeah. The He's good place. Amazing. He is yeah. amazing. I watched um, this video just completely slack jawed. Cause I was like, how did they hire him to make their video? And he's, he's fantastic in the video. I mean, so funny. So, so, so funny. I'm really kind of sad. I mean, especially because this only made like 50 grand. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. Spend a lot of that. And maybe they knew him or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, he's super, he's super great. He's super, super great in the yeah. video. I, it seems like he probably knows them. Um, but then speaking of um, bits, um, I recently backed Aqua Garden, the beach combing expansion for one to four players. On the bits alone, like, like, yes, the game looks lovely. I'm very excited to play it. 
But the bits got me. The bits got me. Yeah, they yeah. got into my soul, like really in there. When I when I ordered Creature Comforts, um, when it first came out, I paid like the extra ten bucks to get a whole second set of the wooden bits because they're so stinking good. Um, so listeners, I think what you're hearing here is we like when we see fancy stuff. <laughs> um, we like such fancy stuff. I mean, so. I'm, I'm like, I like love, um, I, but I also love, um, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the series, A Profound Waste of Time. It's like uh, a fancy, they're fancy video game books and they just had issue three up on Kickstarter. And I, when I found them, it was, um, I think it was issue two and Keita Takahashi who made Katamari, like made their limited edition enamel pin and did like a bunch of special art for them. And I was like, like, here's all my money. Just take it. Just take it. Just take all of it. And please right, tell right. Kata Takahashi I said hello and that I adore him and yes. take all my money. Thank you. Um, so I think, you know, like looking at these games too, like when they're like, we've unlocked, you know, 8 billion stretch goals. <laughs> yeah. That like, I, I, I feel bad because I don't want that to be super enticing to me. Mm, but that really kicks in the FOMO for me. The idea of it, you know, like you're not going to oh, get this stuff. If you wait until retail. I, I can't get this post Kickstarter. They've unlocked all these things. You know, I've got my mom, like, you know, sitting on my shoulder, like, you know, like an angel slash devil in my ear going, you know, Jason, that's a really good deal. I raised you to know um, what a good deal is when you see it. And this, this is a good deal. This my um, son. And this I'm is like, a good shut deal. up, mom. You wouldn't even like this game. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that, you know, for me is, um, uh, that for me is, uh, something that I, I struggle with because I don't, I, I get frustrated by the fact that on Kickstarter winners win and losers, like winners win more and losers lose more. And I don't mean losers as like, you're a loser, but I mean like projects that are mean. not doing well, continue to not do well and projects that are doing well continue to do better and i would i would i would love to do this social experiment here right um see if see if you can get this you know signed off on in kickstarter let's put up a fake kickstarter and get a ton of people to pretend back it right just use bots i hear a lot about bots and stuff um so get all the bots to back it right so but no no let me just this we'll call this a thought experiment right so all the bots back it and it looks like garbage right um and uh and then uh you have a bunch of people back it and then people see that the garbage has unlocked more stretch goals of garbage um and i bet you people would jump on it actually now that i'm saying it i realize that there was some dude one time that said he was going to make soup or something uh, uh, it was potato salad potato salad that's what it was and super like, something it was super dumb and and so many people back that Kickstarter. I did not. Thank you. Uh, but so many people back that Kickstarter. I, what'd you say? I did not either. I was really mad about it. But like, but a lot of people did because like, you know, you get like this, like everybody just gets excited about it. Right. Um, and you kind of ride the wave of that. But, but I think it, I think that like Kickstarters like that just prove that if you put anything up there and it gets a following, um, it, it'll work. I, you know, um, at one time, a long time ago, I worked at a gas station. Shout out to Wesco. Um, so, 
I worked at this gas station for like three years. They they actually they paid decently and they had like a college reimbursement program, which is pretty impressive. I mean, it was only like three or four grand a year, but still like that was a lot, especially back then. Um, so anyways, that was cool. Uh, I also made donuts in the bakery and for like three years hated donuts because the smell made me want to hork. Um, but anyways, that's a long story. But here's here's the thing. Oh, and also one time um, on third shift, um, I took a cutout, a cardboard cutout we had of Bill Bellamy. Remember Bill Bellamy from MTV? I took a cutout of Bill Bellamy and put a, a smock on him like that we had to wear and a hat and stuck him behind the counter. And a police officer came in on third shift and was like, how are you doing tonight? And started talking to him. Um, no. I was like, I was like, well, this is our town's finest for sure. But um, anyways, so that happened. Uh, and I sometimes fell asleep behind the counter. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was really young. I was going to um, say, what were you like a teenager? I was, I was 18 for sure. Yeah. I was just turned 18 and it was just started college. So I actually started college when I was 17, just because where my birthday falls. Um, but anyways, uh, so, okay. So, but as an aside, so this guy who was working for a large um, soda factory, a uh, soda company, I'm not going to say which one, just because this does not reflect well on them. And he was just one dude. So, um, but he said, I was like, oh, I see this new thing is uh, selling well. I said, I tried it. It tastes like crap. And he's like, man, let me tell you what. We could sell piss in a bottle if you could market it correctly. He's like, people will buy anything. You make it 25 cents, we can sell piss in a bottle. I promise you. Um, and You're he's like, not you, wrong. Sir. Like, what'd you say? You were like, thank you, sir. No, I was, but I was actually like, I remember thinking like, I thought it was funny, but that, you know, when you reflect back on that, you're like, no, he's right. Right. Like people will buy the dumbest stuff. I think, I think that we've seen in the last several years, the ridiculous things that people buy thinking that they're going to help them or be good for them. Uh, they clearly are not. Um, and I don't want to get on a soapbox about that, but, but so what I'm saying is there is that, like, there is that group think of like, Oh, this Kickstarter is doing well. So we should all glom on and back it. Right. Right. Um, and I feel bad when I get into that group think, but like sometimes the bits just look really nice and like the game looks really fun. And so yeah. you want to, but in that case, I feel like we're rewarding the game for being good. Um, and I like to think that I have the integrity that, you know, if I saw a really stupid game that everyone was backing because it was stupid, that I would, I would not back it. I mean, I did not buy William Hung's CD when it came out. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like I listened to him sing She Bangs on American Idol, the the one season that I watched, but like I didn't buy a CD when it came out. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay. And some yeah. people did. I um, don't even remember that being on Kickstarter, but I remember people talking about it later. The potato salad? No, I remember the potato salad. I don't remember She Bang. Oh, no, 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 no. That was on the show American Idol. This dude sang really poorly, but he had a lot of heart or something. And, and then he got oh, like that's a deal. People- I yeah. thought you meant like he was on Kickstarter and I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. I mean, maybe that sounds was, I don't terrible. know. But, um, but so anyways, so, so do you have any other thoughts on that specific thing? Um, oh, that's so, that's so tough. Cause I feel like, I feel like potato salad was like such a unique, like flash in the pan. You know what I mean? I feel like that hasn't really happened since then. Um, I don't feel like people put stuff up on, crowdfunding to be dumb and ironic anymore is that am i wrong have people yeah i mean maybe we've moved past that you know for now it'll happen again it will happen again right i mean at some point 
speaking of of people like putting dumb things on Kickstarter, and no offense, like if you're into political games, good for you. Um, like, and I like I think that like there's historical political games, but like every election season or every like especially every presidential election year, someone will put out some election game that is clearly like a satire of the current election uh, with, you know, the current people. And it's always just awful looking. Um, And I've never seen one fund, right? I always see them get about halfway and then fail. Um, Now, again, I'm not talking about like, you know, there's historical games like Tammany hall or something like that. That's different. I'm talking about ones that are like election America. And then it's just like, like we don't need more of that. So like that for that type of thing for me is an instant turnoff. If it's like, I remember seeing some of those in 2020 and just uh, feeling, feeling confused that like that. I I think for me, I get a little bit, I get a little bit confused when people make stuff like that, that that are just so incredibly topical that like, right. Even in four years, they might be dated. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you fill this Kickstarter, it will no longer be relevant. Right, 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 right. It might as well be a game about potato salad. <laughs> I would rather play that, frankly. <laughs> um, like, you, we, we play games, right, like, partially as escapism, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea that, like, I'm playing a game that's, like, about relevant stuff, um, like, but it's, it's, it's relevant stuff that literally we're just inundated with every day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. not, you know, like, who wants to play a game that's, like, like, this is your job, this game is literally just like your job playing this game. Like, no, I play that game every week. And like, and then I want to not play that game, you know? Um, so here's a, here's a pointed question I have for you. And I don't like, these are obviously, this is your personal opinion. If I ask for this, if you can even give it, I, I it occurs to me that maybe you're not supposed to give opinions on this. <laughs> Kickstarter exclusives. Do those, do you find those like, so a two part question. One, do they make you want to back or not back? And two, on a scale of one to 10, if you do back, how bad do you feel about backing something? Cause it's got an exclusive. I, what I'm trying to say is like Jamie uh, for the podcast has been very, very clear that Kickstarter exclusives are a huge turnoff for them. If they see Kickstarter exclusives. They will not back a game, even if they were interested in it because they just don't want to support that. And, and I, I respect that. Um, I think there's a similar vibe with early birds. People are incredibly divided about early birds. Yeah. 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 I I mean, like what's let's explore the point of early birds, right? Um, there's, I can think of a couple of reasons why people do early birds. What are, what are your, like to you, what stands out to you? You're the expert here. So like what, what stands (laughs) out to you as you know more about Kickstarter than I do. I think that's fair to say. Um, um, I think that people, I think that people often, I mean, I think that the early bird is, um, to try to draw people in, I mean, obviously early, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and try to get backers early because I mean, you know, you've got the, um, you know, people talk about the like first 48 and how exciting the first 48 is and the last 48 and how exciting the last 48 is, you know what I mean? So I think early bird is sort of, some people use it to try to like help fuel that early 48. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, right. And I mean, we just said that, like, everybody wants to back a winner. Right. And those first 48, I think, you know, at least in all the Kickstarters, like I've done a lot of watching Kickstarters and looking through like kick track and stuff and trying to like 
guesstimate where a Kickstarter is going to go. And I've gotten pretty good at that. Like I, I was, I haven't done it in a while. So who knows? I might be crap at it now. Right. Like I might be like, <laughs> like I have all these bad predictions and stuff now, but, but like I, the first two days they set kind of like the, the high, right. Like until theoretically, if it does well until the last two days. Right. So like, at least from what I've seen, most Kickstarters, the first two days are really good. And then you've got the curve off there, right? Like the, that mm-hmm. kind of like sloping tail before it picks back up again. So the early birds to me make sense in getting people to do that. Um, I think they just annoy people because some people like don't might not get there in time or might not hear about it until later. And and I think that um, I think that Kickstarter exclusives turn people off in the same way because they're like, well, if I didn't know about the Kickstarter and I didn't buy it until retail, why am I being... Why, why, why should I feel like I'm being punished? You know what I mean? And, right, and I think, right. and, and it also ends up, you know, you end up then having them on the resale market. You know what I mean? Those, those particular pieces or those particular versions end up going on the resale market because they, people know that they can get more money for those because they are so exclusive, you know? Right, right, right. It certainly does do something for the, for the aftermarket, right? Like it really makes the aftermarket be able to charge whatever people want because people yeah. will pay for it. Um, but I, I mean, and, and having said all that, you know, I'm, you know, I think, I think I'm trying to think we didn't have a Kickstarter exclusive in resistor. We did have a special edition of centipede, but that was because we had a version that was sold in stores and then a version that was sold on think geek. That was like a different edition of the game, like a different version of the game. But there was, there were two cards in millennium blades that were resistor cards. And I don't know if those are in the regular edition or if those are only in the Kickstarter edition. So whenever I hear somebody saying like, oh, I'm playing Millennium Blades, I want to be like, do you have the version with the resistor cards? But I constantly forget if those were exclusives or not. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's a certainly, like, from a perspective of companies especially from a perspective of smaller Kickstarters, right? I get the early bird thing. I think that that has value for them for sure. And it can have value for people who like, like let's say you have a small following, right? And you have a hundred early bird spots open and you know, 70 of those fill up right away because that's the, that's the immediate following you have. Right. Um, I think that's cool because I think you're rewarding your people who already know about you who think you're cool. And then some other people are going to stumble in and get that as well. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, when I see like, if I saw like a, like Simon or somebody with like early birds, that's crap. Like, first of all, they don't need that. And second of all, yes, most people are going to miss that on the Kickstarter. So like that annoys me. Like it, it annoys me when I have to scroll through like five levels of early birds like various early birds like oh it was ten dollars this is 11 this is 12 i've literally seen it that granular well i see that a lot of the time with um with enamel pins um i back a lot of enamel pin projects and i end up you know i'll find enamel pin project and back it and then you know my kickstarter page will be like "Mm, did you like that one here's five more and i'm like oh no there's only 12 hours left on this one and i've missed all the early birds you know so that Mm -hmm. it sometimes bums me out um especially with enamel pins because um, the margin is so different than it is with board games. Um, right, right. But I think Kickstarter exclusives are a little bit different. Um, I just, I think that they're, I think that they're similar in that they're both incredibly divisive in the community, but I, absolutely. 
yeah, I think that I think that um, I think that Kickstarter exclusives don't bother me as much. I think that um, because I kind of understand like the difference in how much money you're going to make off of a Kickstarter game versus how much money you're going to make off that game in retail, and mm-hmm. also like thinking about like, oh yeah, well if you get you know. 5,000 backers, then you can add this thing because that thing is going to cost you nothing or very little, you know, to right, me. Right. Um, I don't know. It's, it's so, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really complicated question because I think it depends a lot on like what's the Kickstarter exclusive that's being offered? Why isn't it being offered after the Kickstarter? You know, right, like, right. but I think for me, for me personally, um, I don't have any beef with kickstarter exclusives and the only time i get sad about early birds is when i miss them and i wanted them (laughs) right 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 like the fomo that you were talking about right i mean i think that like for kickstarter exclusives for me one of the things that the one of the reasons i've seen kickstarter exclusive and i've talked about this extensively with marvel united and stuff and when jamie and i had some back and forth about it like if the kickstarter exclusive is like the game. I mean, like with Marvel United, it's literally the game, right? Like you can buy pieces of the game, like you can buy versions of the game, but like the core of everything that I own of like the 200 plus minis that I own for that game, like you can only get those on the Kickstarter. And that's because they can only, I know it's a big company, CMOD's big, but they can only afford to print and sell those like if they do it via big Kickstarter. I mean, I've seen numerous times I've seen the regular box Marvel United is on clearance at stores because I just don't think it sold as well as they wanted it to. That said, they still made millions of dollars because of the Kickstarter, right? So um, theoretically, it was worth it. I mean, they still make promo cards for it at some conventions. They had one at Gen Con this year. But, um, you know, that being the case, like, I totally think that's cool. I... And, you know, the, the argument with early birds is like, yes, the people who rush to get it right away get a better price, right? And yeah. I, I get the complaints against that 100%. Um, but, like, you had, like, 30 days of the Kickstarter, right, to get that Kickstarter and get the exclusive. In fact, most most companies, I think, are extremely generous with backer kit and saying, if you pledge a dollar to our Kickstarter – we'll give you backer kit and you're going to have an additional right, like you're going to hop in the backer kit later yeah before yeah. you have to before you have to pay us for it and i think that's awesome i mean i think that if you have any thought that you might want to you can just throw a buck at it right honestly the thing that i hate the most is when i pledge something clearly have done math and added some money because there was something i wanted and they said if you want this thing just add this much and then, and then three months later, when they send me the survey, I'm like, why did I add $18 oh, to my is, pledge? <laughs> that is something that a UI wise, like should really, really get fixed. Well, the add on they've, they've got add ons now, which I really appreciate. Okay, yeah. Not every company uses them though, which I'm like, come on. Cause it'd be like, you pledged an extra $10. Like this. And is I'm like, why did I do support. that? And I'm like, no, I, I like, I like companies. But like my bonus support for you is I will I will buy stuff from your game. Like I'm not just going to like generally I won't just throw on extra money to that. Right. Well, I backed this thing called I was just looking at it today. Uh, I think it was called like 
Dicey Dungeons, but it's spelled like D apostrophe I C Y. Dicey Monsters. Okay. And it's um, they're like whiskey stones, but they're dice. And in the Kickstarter, they were like, "If you want a single die back at this level," and it's like, "Okay, great. I want a D twenty." And it's like, "Oh, but if you want a D twenty, add eighteen dollars to that." Oh. And I was like, "What?" Cool. So I was like. <laughs> I was like in the, but but they did set it up like correctly in the backer kit. And I hope a person from the company isn't listening to this being like, this idiot could have just done this. But I, um yeah, so I add 18. I was like, why did I add 18? I was like, oh, right. Because I wanted the D20 and all the other dice. Like, I wish they had just had like one tier for all dice, but the D20. And then mm-hmm. one tier just for the D20. And then, but I, I guess maybe people might've gotten confused and been like, oh, but I backed for a die right, and I right. want the D20. Why won't like, why are you charging me $18 extra now in the backer kit? You know what I mean? So I think it was a tricky right. situation. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, I'm really I've... excited about it. Cause it looks really, really cool. Even though I don't drink, I'm really excited to have a, you can put it in some soda or something. I can put it in some soda, put it in some, put it in some coffee. Keep okay. Coffee. Cool. Put it in. Yeah. Iced coffee. Nothing wrong with that. Iced coffee's tasty. So, okay. So, so let's chat a little more about this. Like, so, uh, so Kickstarter exclusives were split on. We, we totally see the value of both sides of them, which I think is, yeah. a, is a fair thing to take. Right. Um, I, 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 and I can say that I definitely understand why, like, like Kickstarter exclusives used to drive Anthony nuts. Anthony would be like, you know, he would get really frustrated that He'd be like, well, I, I don't know if I want this game because I don't know if it's any good and there's not enough reviews out. And but I can only get this one thing if I back it. You know what I mean? Like he would he would like be like really torn about it. And I'd be like, let's just let's just back it, man. Let's just back it. You know? Right. Come on, my dude. Let's just calm down. We'll just back the game. I remember right? we had so, we have so many minis games. We have like Rivet Wars and like Sedition Wars and like and like we went all in on Super Dungeon Explorer and uh, Anthony's favorite comic series was was hellboy so when the hellboy mm-hmm. miniatures game was announced yeah. he was like you know wringing his hands like i i swore i'd never buy another miniatures game but it's hellboy and he was like you know oh like every day like and then finally like the last day he was like no let's not back it and then like after it was done he was like i wish we had backed it i was like bro i backed it like the first day like <laughs> Like, I knew that you were going to do this for a month. You know what I mean? And I knew that your end result was going to be, let's not get it. And then you were going to say, I wish we got it. Like, of course I backed it. It's like, he never, like, he liked so few, like, IPs. You know what I mean? And that was, like, one of the only ones. That's a solid partner right there. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Like, yeah, no, no. I, we should back the things we care about, right? Like, we should back the things we care about. Um, So... So, okay. So I think we've said like, if you have a good presentation on your page, uh, that is, you know, if, if I, so I think to recap some stuff here, if, if we can look at your page and say, this is probably kind of how the game works, like, and that looks interesting, um, that will absolutely get both of our attention. And I think that that gets people's attention in general. Um, early birds, Nicole's super forum. Uh, I mean, I'll take them if I see them but I, I don't expect to get them. And most of the time I miss them. So I'm just kind of annoyed that I didn't get them. Um, I bet Kickstarter's like, I, like I bid on stuff on eBay, which is I wait until the last minute. Like I, I wait until I get, now they have 
eight hour emails that they sent out like there's eight hours left on this campaign and i'm like ooh, time for me to back it like right. if you see me back I'm a bunch of stuff, i won't get it and then be like right. oh no if you see a bunch of emails from where i'm backing a bunch of stuff it's because i'm like oh i'm gonna be away from my computer for two days so i'm just gonna look at all the stuff that says 48 hours and right. i'm gonna and pick and choose yeah. which ones yeah. i want and back them now yeah um yeah 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 and i mean i in, you know, like if, if I see a Kickstarter struggling, like it's like 60%, that does not dissuade me from backing it. If Same I think here. a Kickstarter looks really cool, I'll back it. Um, because I figure a couple things. One, I'm showing support. I'm trying to show the people like, Hey, this, this game is, looks interesting. Uh, I might even just comment on it. Like, Oh, this looks super cool. Plus if the game doesn't fund, you're going to get likely messaged to find out what might else happen with it. Yep. Yep. And yep. I just think that like, it's important to break that culture of like only backing winners. Right. Um, that said, like, I do think there was a couple times that I've backed games where, uh, they've then funded and I've been like, Oh, well I own that now. Um, (laughs) not, not, not going to play that. Mm -mm, Not going to (laughs) happen. And, and that's okay. I mean, like, it's not a big deal. I mean, a lot of the games I'm super stoked to back and I get, I don't play. So, you know, it's I'll a, tell a, you um, yeah. that I have one of the things uh, I don't usually like have regret about backing games unless it's like, oops, I backed this game because my friend made it. I didn't look at anything about it and it's definitely not my jam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, um, I have been burned several times on enamel pin campaigns because I've been like, Ooh, I want three of like, I'm just scrolling, not really paying attention. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, I like that one, that one, and that one. I'm going to back it at the three pin tier. And then like, I find out that all the ones I wanted were stretch goals that weren't unlocked. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I guess I'll take, um, three of this one and keep one and give two to my friend. You know what I mean? And like, luckily they're not like, they're only like, you know, they're they're not, it's not, it's not the price of a game. That's what <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. I've, I've seen like, um, one of the clever things I've seen enamel pin ones do, cause I've been watching those for my daughter who collects enamel pins. And I won't mention the one because I was, I was happy to support it, but like, I was also a little annoyed because they didn't like, I, I want to say that I get why they did this. Right. But like something that I'm not a fan of is when, when things like that do sets. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so you can get like there's 10 pins and if you want these five you have to back this set if you want these five you have to yes. back this set in in and i feel like and i'm sure that they're doing this on purpose they will put somehow like ones that seem like you would want both if you want one of these you're going to want the other they would put them in Split separate them up. Yeah. yeah and then you end up backing it all right and I, I mean it's it's on one hand it's like good marketing but on the other hand it's like yo like i just wanted this one right yeah. or these yeah. two but I also understand, you know, if before somebody's like, but, 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 but I also understand that if you're going to get them all made, it's easier to know that you can just get all of them made right at the right. same level and not have to worry about having too many or too few. Um, but that said, I, I still have gripes about it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a thing that annoys me. Yeah, um, it's it's tough. It's tough. I've also been there where I've been like, mm, I want these two. And then I'm like, oh, no, I have to buy 10 to get those two. <laughs> That's not. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I'll just f- 
follow it. And then when these are available on their Etsy shop in seven months, I guess I'll just buy the ones. And then it's like, by that time, I've like, I'm like, why am I following this Etsy shop? I can't remember. Right, right, right. I'm going to tell you my dirty little secret about Kickstarter. And that is that you don't watch videos. I don't read updates. (laughs) My address hasn't changed. So I read the update where they're like, hey, lock your stuff in. I look for that. Like when it's like action required, do this thing. And you'll, you can tell, right? Other than that, like I actually had to look up the, I backed the steam up game, like the steam up dim sum game. Oh, that game looks so cute. I backed that at like the highest possible level. I wanted all this stuff. Um, and let me tell you what happened. Uh, I keep seeing them at conventions and I'm like, is this for sale? Like, cause like I'm never going to like complain if a company has put something for sale before they've shipped it out. Like right, I used to right, be right, crappy right, right. about that. I get it now, but y'all they've been at like three conventions I've been at. So I'm like, if y'all are selling this, did I like not get my copy? Like what happened? Right. Um, did you say something so, to them? Uh, no. Um, because I don't think they were selling it. I think they were just doing pre-orders. Um, and, and then I looked, generous. I looked and then I was, I actually just got an update. I was like, I probably should read this update. And it was like, <laughs> Hey, lock in your address because we're about to send it out. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I-, I think production probably took longer than they planned for normal reasons. And then for the fact that it's like basically actually like a dim sum tower with like all the stuff in it. Like it's, it's so ridiculous. cute. It's so cute. Um, yeah. I showed it to my wife and she was like, we need this game. And I was like, yeah, I thought so. So oh my God, have you seen Flamecraft? No. But now I'm probably sad that I'm going to because it's probably. It's very be, cute. Um, it's very cute. It's very cute. Is it a? Is it a? Um... It's a board game, and okay. it's about okay. dragons, and the dragons are so cute, and all the pieces are cute. If you get the like deluxe edition, which I think is like a hundred bucks, stupid deluxe. It's so stupidly cute, and it comes with these really great metal coins that are like they have like good like they're very like hefty. They're like very tactile. I like them a lot. I like all the little pieces. I played it like five times, and you know that I'm like not great at like playing games like multiple times because I'm right. like I have like a hard time like finding people to like, you know. I play games into the ground. I played when when Code Names came out. We played it so much that after right, like a right. few months, Anthony was like, "I if you don't say the word, don't say Code Names," and I'm like, "But I want to play it." So here's here's the, here's what I'll say about this. I think this is an interesting take on this. So this campaign already ended, so I can't back it anyways. But you know what? This doesn't do it for me at all. Like, I, I see this. I totally see why you're into it. And this looks like something I would be into, but it doesn't. Like, I see this and I'm like, I wouldn't back this. I don't know why. I look at this. It looks a lot like Creature Comforts. That's what it reminds me of. In that oh. game, I couldn't have backed fast enough, right? But it's, <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. So, um, I think so they're anyways, taking pre-orders on their website. Yeah, I, it's yeah. So for You're people like, but who it's are not interested, doing it for like, me. That's okay. It's, that's not, okay. it's not me. I don't know why. Here's here's one final question I want to ask. This is not about like what attracts you to a game or something. But like, I'm curious because you're super into video games. I'm into video games. I'm not as into video games as you are. Um, I just because I know you're really into video games and I, I don't play as many. But like I have I've backed now two video games on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you what's happened with them after you tell me your opinions on backing video games on Kickstarter. Um, 
I, oh, this is so hard. I, um, I mean, okay. Like I have your backed quite a few, my, my personal opinion, I have yeah. backed quite a few video game Kickstarters mm-hmm. and, um, some of them have just called it quits. You know, the first Kickstarter I ever backed was, um, the reason I joined Kickstarter was, um, like nine years ago, my friends had a game, had a video game up on Kickstarter and, they ended up just never delivering. They ended up just saying mm-hmm. like, Hey, we've, you know, we've realized that the game that we wanted to make and the game that we were able to make are two different things. And we're unable, you know, we're unable to make this. So I've had, you know, thanks for the money. I've had, I've had several situations in which um, video games did not deliver, but I also think that I, my, this, again, this is my personal opinion. After the first few years of backing video games on Kickstarter, I have never gone into a video game Kickstarter and backed it and thought to myself, um, I'm going to be upset if this doesn't deliver. Okay. I have yeah, I have good. basically been like, I know a lot of video game developers. I know about video game crunch. I know that a lot of video game developers aren't asking for actually how much money they really need. And mm-hmm. I consider every single like pledge that I make to a video game de- kickstarter like basically a donation because i'm like i personally want to see this game get made i personally want to put this money into it and i've i've i will say that after getting burned a few times i have um definitely backed off and this isn't like fully 100 but i've definitely backed off on like backing video game kickstarters at higher tiers that have like physical Mm -hmm. rewards i've just backed video game kickstarters at like I get the, I get a steam key or I get like, you know, di- digital rewards because I'm like, this is, th- I, I right. think that, you know, cause my friends who did their Kickstarter, I think a big part of the problem was that they had a bunch of physical rewards. Cause again, it was nine years ago and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, they were like, Oh, we can do this and we can make t-shirts and we can do that and we can do that. And it was like, it turned out to be a complete like mess. They ended up spending a lot of that money on physical rewards and then right. couldn't right. pay themselves to make the game, which was the whole purpose of the Kickstarter. So after seeing after seeing all the like suffering they went through, I've like mm-hmm. I've like tried to like manage my expectations, have my tier have my have my backing be lower and just make peace with myself that 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 I may never see the game. And and I think part of the the, the latest video game I backed was the um the one that they got a cease and desist from IKEA. Oh Right. Um, that's right. that's the latest. Um, I think that's the latest video game I backed, and they have a have a demo out that you can that that you can play if you back the Kickstarter. They have like a like an early de- like an early alpha version of the game. So I'm like hyped oh, wow. to play that. Yeah, because I'm like, well, right, right, right. I'm like, even if the game doesn't get made, you know, I I still get to play this game that looks really scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. It's called The Store is Closed Infinite Furniture Store Survival Game. So yeah, my my relationship with with video games on Kickstarter is is has is is as as long as my, you know, account has been open at Kickstarter. And so I mm-hmm. have like and and I also have a lot of video game developer friends and I've seen their mental health get eroded by the fact that they're not getting paid enough for the work that they're doing. So I definitely have a much Right. I definitely have a much gentler view of video game Kickstarters than I think a lot of other people do. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a, 
That's um, that's good to know. I um, so so the two I've backed, I've backed two. I haven't gotten either of them. The one is not overdue yet. Um, and that's paper RPG animal, paper animal <gasps> RPG. I backed that one too. Yeah, that looked cute. It doesn't come out till next year. It based on what I saw, it looks like they had a good amount of working on it so far. The other one I backed was called uh, Kokopa's Atlas, um, which is like it's an exploring game. It's cozy. There's no, um, I don't think there's any fighting in it, maybe. Um, but like you just explore this world. Maybe there is fighting. I don't remember. I, honestly, it was a long time ago. But like this one was supposed to fit, was supposed to, um, hey, look, it was supposed to be completed and delivered September 2022. So that didn't happen. Basically, the person who was working on it gave up. And gave it to some, another studio that took it over, which is okay. cool that they're taking it over. And they still give regular updates. Um, I've stopped reading them because um, it's what I do. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. But they gave an update less than a month ago. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, they had issues with their timeline. Shocking. Uh, you know. So, like, we'll see, like, what it's going to do. And, uh, um if it's going to end up being good or not, but they were both pretty cheap. So I didn't feel like, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, like I've paid, I've paid, you know, 10 to $15 for games on the eShop that I was like, Oh, these are trash. And like, yep, yep. that's it. That money's gone. I can't get it back. Nintendo doesn't do refunds. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, I, I think that, I think that I've had, more of those than I've had. Right, right. I've paid you know I mean? sixty dollars like... on a game on the eShop <laughs> and then been like, "This is garbage." <laughs> like I hate this, and it's not like bad games. I'd like I've gotten tricked into buying the Lego games before, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the like like the I bought the Marvel Lego games, like one of them, and like I just hate them. I could just <laughs> hate them. Jeez, um, and I'm so I've... glad you said that because I have to like pretend that i like those games because so many people i know are like oh lego games are so fun and i like anthony and i tried I to play i think lego batman together and we were like what this just isn't fun <laughs> no it's not it's not like um like i try to play it i try to sh- like my kids can't play it on their own because it's it's hard like the puzzles are like wander around until you accidentally hit this thing and then it breaks and then you can build it and like right. it's just annoying and like i just wasn't into it at all so right. anyways, I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, so I just deleted it. Um, Cause you can always go back and get it again. My son's like, I'm not going to play that. I was like, yeah, me either, bro. Right. right. Um, so, so anyways, yeah. Um, so I just thought I'd throw that out there, but I was just curious, you know, what your feelings about those were. So. Yeah. I think I have like a, I think I have kind of like a unique perspective on it just because I've, you know, I was working in video games before I was working in board games. So I like, definitely have a view of like how little especially indie developers pay themselves and how like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i think it's i think it's really really hard to have a a video game on kickstarter because like with a board game it's like a lot of us just aren't paying for our own time you know what i mean like anthony and i our resistor uh goal was like ninety five hundred dollars that didn't pay anthony for all the art he did that is that didn't no, pay yeah. us for a year and a half of going to conventions and working on it and all that stuff. But like, you know, video game part of video game development is they get to a point where like, and the other the other unique thing is that 
board games are usually pretty much done before they go up on Kickstarter. Whereas a video game, right. it's right. very easy to create a vertical slice that you can show and a right. demo that you can show without having the game finished. So a lot mm -hmm. of uh, video game Kickstarters are to finish those video games. And a lot of that is, hey, I don't have a job. I'm going to not work a real job for the next year. So right. I need like a human being's actual money to function. Like I need right, like right, $60,000, right. right. you know, like I need to be able to pay rent and pay my bills and put food inside of myself in order mm -hmm. to sustain existence, you know? And I don't think there's a lot of forgiveness for that because people don't understand that that is what they are paying for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, that that is the one part where you have to remember the Kickstarter is a risk-based system, right? Like you're yeah. not guaranteed to get your stuff. And I think we're spoiled, like you said, in the board game industry. We have to wait a long time. But I mean, I have backed a lot of projects and I've had like two not fulfill. Like two. And actually one of those didn't fulfill. Lucky. One of those didn't fulfill. And then another company swooped in, took the game out from the bankrupt publisher and fulfilled it. Like that was uh, Ghost Love Candy uh, when uh, Fifth Street went under. And then I think it was Steve Jackson Games bought it or just took it basically they took it from the company uh who was bankrupt and they just went ahead and uh published it themselves like printed it sent it out to the kickstarter it was like how amazing is that um i've so had a couple yeah. i have a couple that haven't fulfilled and i think one of the things that i'd love to do is go back because i don't click that button that says received and i think i'd love to like just sit down one day and go through my kickstarters and be like hmm, which ones have i like not received and then like actually right. go and look at those updates and be like oh whoopsie doodle i missed a whole bunch of drama you know what i mean like right 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 there was one game like five or six years ago that i like anthony and i had like met the developers we become friends with them we had backed their game and we looked at each other we were like huh do we ever get that game and i like looked it up because sometimes Right. The game got like, chipped to you. I might have got it and then just didn't play it. That's or or the package never arrived and you didn't realize it. And it's a year and a half later and you're like, um, can I just pay you shipping to have a new copy sent? And like, right, right. this was a case where it was like the developer disappeared. Like his co-developer had gone on to do other things and was like, oh, I like just helped him develop the game. I wasn't mm -hmm. actually a part of the team. I don't know what he's doing. I am not beholden to this. Please stop sending me hate mail. Like, Right, I was right, like, right. oh no, I missed a whole bunch of stuff that was like incredibly dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild time. Yeah, it's uh yeah. And and it's, honestly, um... I will say, Jason, that my view of all of this, it while it all while it comes from a place of like, oh, I've known video game developers and oh, I've known board game developers, and I give them mm -hmm. a lot of leeway for not finishing projects. Right, right. It also comes from a place of privilege because I have a job and I, I make decent money and I can afford to buy right, games. So right. people who are like, oh, that was my like budget for the for that month and that was like I'm like mm -hmm. I can completely understand why people are upset when they don't when, when right. games don't show right. up. Like me not being upset about it is both having a lot of empathy for people making games because I make games, but also I I do have a good job and I do right. I'm not knock on wood, you know. And I do, you know, I can afford to be like, well, if this doesn't show up, you know, case sera, you know, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I would, I, I would, I don't think I'll ever be like, oh, that didn't show up. I want my $20 back that I spent four years ago. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's hard to like, be like, oh yeah. It's hard to be upset about that for sure. 
Um, it is interesting. I was just looking through my Kickstarter stuff to see, like, and I've gotten most of mine. There's one where I'm like, wait a minute, this says it was supposed to deliver way early this year. Did this did this not uh, <laughs> did this not deliver? What's right. Up with that? Right. So you know, um, yeah, yeah. So um, you wonder about that sort of thing. Um, but um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually sad when I look at this list because I'm like, ooh. Never played that. Never played that. Never played that. Never played that. Played that. Played that. Never played that. Never played that. Played that. Never played that. Played that. Played that. Never. Never have I ever played that. Played this game. Never. 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 Oh, played one. Played one. Ooh, that was my game. Played it. Ooh, love this game. Outlawed. Tell your friends. Really good game. Uh, best bluffing game I've ever played. What's it called? Uh, Outlawed. Uh, it was a great I love that game. game. I love it that is, game. I honestly think it is the best um, bluffing game I've ever played. Not everyone agrees with me. That's okay. Those people are wrong. They're incredibly it's wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Uh, totally sometimes. okay to be wrong. Yeah. No, I... um. That game is just, I was just talking about that this weekend. I actually have extra copies of it. Um, so I need to like, I don't know if Katarski still even has copies, but that was a game that was, it just wasn't doing well when it's funding. And like, I was like, you know, we talked about like, do you back your friend's games? And I used to back every game my friends did. And then, yeah, no, it just was too much. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. Like so many things I backed that I never played. And I knew I wasn't going to play them when I backed. It was like, I'm never going to play this game. Um, but I'm trying to be cool and back it like, and be nice. Um, yeah, but anyways, so I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to, uh, I'm going to just stop doing that. Cause that's silly. <laughs> like, like there's, it's not cool to do that. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, good. Chai tea for two. I was something really excited about by steeped games. Uh, they're wrapping up printing as of October. So yeah, I did not, I did not miss out on that. <laughs> that is way behind but again it's a big game with lots of crazy stuff in it and so like i don't mind waiting again it's just gonna sit on my shelf and not get played you know statistically speaking so it's so beautiful they make such beautiful games they do they do and it was a two-player that was one i actually sent to my wife and said hey like this game is this something that you would want to play mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. looked at it and she was like i would play that with you and i was like all right then i'm gonna buy it but it was it was a little pricier and i was like Listen, it's Chai Tea for Two. It's a two-player game. If you're not interested, I have no one to play this with. Like, <laughs> no one. Because, I mean, two-player games are games I play with my wife, especially now that Rob Rob moved away. Like, there's no one for me to play two-player Wait, games with. where so. did Rob move away to? Rob lives in Minnesota now. So, what? Yeah, yeah. He got a new job, and he lives in Minnesota now. Oh, congrats, so there's an Rob, update on Rob's life. What? He's congrats. not. He's not. He didn't oh, listen when oh. he was on the show, so... <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, um, well, hey, we've talked for a long time and I don't know how much information we actually gave, but I enjoyed this conversation. It's been a uh, delight. So uh, builders, I hope you also enjoyed said conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know your thoughts on Kickstarter. Uh, pop in the discord, buildinggamepodcast.com. You get a link to our discord uh, and let's chat about that uh, there because we talk about crowdfunding a lot and uh, some different things. Um, so uh, in addition to that, if you want to get in touch with us, of course, you can email us to build the podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter at toits at podcast BTG at J a Slingerland. 
And of course, you can keep coming back every single week. But until next time, good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.